Welcome to Jags Drive Time with Ashlyn Sullivan, John Osher, and Brian Sexton. Jags Drive Time starts right now. Hundred percent. You know, anytime you get a chance to play for a head coach that you know has won a Super Bowl and has been there and knows what it takes, uh, that's definitely enticing. Because, uh, like I, I mentioned, uh, he knows what it takes to get there, and you know he's going to put us in the best position and coach us uh, to get to that point. Because that's our ultimate goal. Uh, we're going to have to work towards that, and you know we all know that. But um, you know, having him, um, you know, being our head coach was definitely a big factor, and just you know being here, being able to play here last year, and just seeing. Uh, the amount of potential uh, that's on this roster and just knowing that, you know, there's a few you know key pieces away from, you know, being able to build something special. Coach Peterson, a major draw in free agency, the Jaguars signing as of now seven free agents and we are a week off the massive overhaul, I guess you could say, of the free agent frenzy, but it is not done yet. At least reports coming that there are still players visiting Jacksonville as of now. Welcome into Jaguars Drive Time. Ashlyn Sullivan, Brian Sexton, and John Osier here with you on a Tuesday morning. And Brian, you made a good point yesterday on Jag. I know, and you do that sometimes, so I wanted to bring it up. Right. Thank you. Good point that you were asked in public, are you excited about this free agent class? And I think it's important to note, yes, there's excitement, there's optimism, but you also don't want to sound like a broken record because every offseason you're optimistic, you're excited, and we get that. I'm just, I'm expressing what I think a lot of the fans want. They want to be excited about the guys, and when you listen to them, you feel excited about the guys. But free agency, and John, we've said this for years, and, and you in particular have beat this drum, it's a crapshoot. You're going to overpay whether a guy fits your system or not, whether he can perform as well as he did in his last stop or not. Th- those are all things to be determined. It seems like they have gotten uh, great value in terms of players that fit and people that work in the locker room. Overpay? Yes, you overpay. That's just the game that we play. Um, I don't want people to not you know, be excited about this mm-hmm. football team. The reason, and and the end of that story is, the reason that I think it's fair to be able to have that conversation is you have the quarterback. And I'm still today as excited about Trevor Lawrence as I was, you know, six months before they drafted him. Well, I I should clarify today's show, by the way, guys. If you notice there's something different about me, I am phoneless. I left my phone at my mother's house last night. I've got to go back and get it after the show. Why is that notable? I'm a little out. Well, Rarely do I go without a phone, so I am a rudderless ship, so look out. But it, it's uh, to Brian's point on free agency, if Christian Kirk was the best wide receiver in the NFL, he would be on the Cardinals. Yes. And I'm not criticizing Christian Kirk. I'm just saying that every player is available for free agency for a reason. Christian Kirk may work and prove us wrong and become the best wide right. receiver in the NFL. He certainly has capability to do that. But there are always reasons guys are out there. What the Jaguars did was raise the water, if you will. Mm-hmm. They raised the talent level. That's what they needed to do. And the impressive thing about Christian Kirk and about the other players on, on his free agency class, except for Brandon Scherf, it does feel like they are rising players. They're all 25, 26. Trent Valky said age was a factor. Mm-hmm. They wanted to be younger. They wanted to have those second contract guys. Um, I'm optimistic. I think... I think what fans are feeling, Brian, you mentioned the fans. What I'm feeling, what the fans are feeling, seems to be a cautious long-term optimism because you feel like you have a professional head coach with a quarterback who can grow beneath that. There is a feeling among the fans that I talk to of, hey, we like it, 
but we're going to wait and see. We're optimistic, but let's see how this first year goes. So I think that's fair. And I get the, the hesitancy. Absolutely. Yeah. Can't blame them. One more thing. I mean, I said I was excited as, it, as I can be about Trevor Lawrence. I am as excited as can be about Doug Peterson. Mm-hmm. And after reading that article in The Athletic yesterday, which just pissed me off, mm-hmm. right, about the way that that other guy ran this thing, to have someone like Doug in, who played for Don Shula, Mike Holmgren, Andy Reid, played with Dan Marino and Brett Favre, uh, in Philly, in, in in Miami, in Kansas City, wherever he was, he understands how to build a championship-caliber team because he's done it because he's seen other people do it. So he brings in a level of competency that we didn't see mm-hmm. in 2021. So all those factors in. And I don't want to – the quarterback and the coach last year were the story. The quarterback and the coach this year are the story. And this year I think there's a happy ending opportunity. Last year I wasn't so sure. Mm-hmm. I think tying everything together, Slynn, uh, I think the seven free agents that they signed fit what we're feeling about Doug Peterson. Yeah. Meaning, you know, and I get winning the press conference, you get tired of it. I'm sure there are fans saying, oh, I don't care what they say uh, during press conferences. But these guys feel like they fit. They It feels like there's a vision. And as I've written multiple times since last Wednesday – that gives you the foundation and a chance to build. Yep. That's where we're at. That is where we're at. Let's get into big things. Big thing one is the offense. Looking at the offense after free agency, signing four offensive players. One of the ones we're really excited about is tight end Evan Ingram. And like we just talked about, Coach Peterson, a major draw for why these free agents chose Jacksonville. A big big part of my decision was, um, was Doug. Um, him coming in here, um, obviously playing against him, twice a year, the last five, four years when he was in Philly. Um, and his, his resume and pedigree uh, using the tight end position um, and some of the talent that he's developed uh, was a big part of my decision. And, uh, and having Trevor at quarterback and even the direction they were going in free agency. And uh, I just, I, I kind of felt that it was heading, starting to head in the right direction. And I want to be a part of it. Big thing, too, is defense. Looking at the defense after free agency, interior defensive line, linebacker, corner, all positions of need and all checked off the list in free agency. Foye Aluakon on the direction he sees this defense going after speaking with his new defensive coordinator. I talked to Mike. I said, what, what do you think you're, uh, what do you want to hang your hat on as a defense? Because um, obviously we have to be on the same page, him and I, uh, with um, you know what he wants and me to portray that to, to the rest of the, the unit. Um, so he wants to stop the run. So um, obviously we have a, a league where, or a conference where they run the ball well, and um, you know that's just more opportunity for me. at how I feel. Um, it's just definitely fun to go up against that kind of competition and that kind of that kind of talent. But I tell myself a lot of times before I play a, a back that I feel like is good. If I if I go off against him, then I'll be recognized. Like I'll get that respect. And it's just fun to play against those kind of guys. And finally, big thing three, very important in free agency, is the salary cap. Before free agencies, the Jaguars were in the top five of salary cap space. Now they are sitting at 25th in the league. Goes to show you spent a lot of money last week for players you really needed. And one of the biggest contracts goes to the cornerback from Jacksonville, Darius Williams. I mean, as soon as free agency hit and my agent was telling me uh, the Jags was just, just, you know, coming after me, um, of course, I just had to put the little pause in there, seeing what other teams saw or wanted or talked about. But uh, I just knew it was going to be nothing like coming home. Um, I pretty much knew my whole time it was going to be a Jags. Um, but of course, you just still want to see just to see, just to not just jump in stuff so quick. But uh, I, man, couldn't wait to come back home. 
And there you have it. That is Big Things recapping a very busy week in free agency that might not be done yet. There's reports from Adam Schefter as of yesterday that former Titans linebacker Rashawn Evans will be visiting Jacksonville this week. And we talked a little bit about the linebacker unit yesterday in the Jaguars Reporter podcast. That was before this news came out. If they get Evans, you're feeling pretty good about that unit. Yeah. Uh, I Look, they got better at stopping the run last year, but mm-hmm. they weren't good enough. Yep. Uh, they needed to be more stout up front. And the front with a guy like Evans inside, and we, we've seen what a Luacon. I, I won't lie. I didn't, I didn't watch Atlanta a whole lot last year. I didn't know a lot about him. Mm-hmm. But in watching him now... Uh, you know, you put a guy like Evans who can run equally as well next to him, and and you're in good stead. Can I go to Big Thing Three? Absolutely. Salary cap. Um, in this very seat, Trent Baalke last week when he was on Drive Time talked about not wanting to have this free agent um, exposition every year. Right? Grab one or two that make sense for you, um, and that's certainly the goal. Because as we talked about, when you start putting this money out there. You know, the return rate on free agents is probably less than 50% in terms of getting the value for the money that you spend. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the salary cap is about to take some exponential jumps up in terms of the money available to teams to spend. Just as an example, you mentioned that uh, the Jaguars have fallen from the top five to 25th in yep. terms of salary cap room. Next year, they're 25th. And in 2024, they're 25th as it stands right now. And in 2024, they're fifth with $140 million in cap room, right? That, that's to give you an idea of how much money there is to spend. So how do you do that wisely? Draft and develop. Mm-hmm. Go find your guys. Do a great job in getting these guys out of contract. And right now, how many guys have the Jaguars got that they can extend, that they've drafted? Not many. I mean, Well, I mean, the obvious one is Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you can grab him and you can extend that. But beyond that, there really isn't anybody that stands out that you say, OK, well, I'm going to do that right there. You got to wait. You yeah. got to hope that last year's draft class comes through mm-hmm. and that you can start working on those guys and getting ahead of it. And that's really the way people talk about the cycle. And it's, you know, you sign free agents and you sort of it can happen that you chase bad money with bad money you in bet. free agency. And as Brian said, the only way out of that cycle, and it's happened so long in Jacksonville that I get letters, or not letters, a letter Schlen with something people used to. But write you have to put paper. a stamp on it. Right. So um, I get emails from people <laughs> saying, every year we hear about this, John, obviously it can't happen. Well, the way it happens that you get yourself out of the free agency cycle is you draft well. And as soon as you start drafting well, then you get compensatory picks, which have become kind of all the rage lately. Then you're out of the cycle. (laughs) Then you can develop players and you can build a roster of homegrown. That's what these guys want to do. Yes. Clearly, they didn't feel like there were second-year candidates this year who, as a group, merited that. They're hoping to develop guys to merit it in the future. Uh, one of the big ways that you also get out of this is having a quarterback who plays at a high level and takes up a huge chunk of salary cap room. I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility to imagine Trevor Lawrence making $60 million a year by the time we get to his first big bite yeah. of that apple. Uh, that will evaporate some of that room. And if you draft well, it will take it down even further. But, you know, when you look at the teams that were involved in free agency, you know, immediately they they were not the teams that have won Super Bowls in recent years. It wasn't Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Um, 
you know, you, you found a team like Buffalo that was able to massage, you know, move out Star Latulele, you know, and bring in a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the pass rusher from Von Miller. Von Miller, right. You can go do a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's where you hope to get, that your salary cap is comprised primarily of your quarterback and your draft. And you do a couple little pieces and you're set. And you go yeah. swing at the fences for Von Miller, hoping he's that guy that gets you over the fence in Kansas City in the AFC Championship game next year. Right. Yeah, there's a staggering go-for-it-now trend in the NFL yeah. that I frankly never thought we would see. And I think that would be a good topic for our, our guest, Shalane. How about that for a segue? Nice. I like it. Like Speaking that? of our guest, NFL Network and NFL.com columnist Judy Batista joins us next right here on Jaguars Drive Time. We're back, Jaguars Drive Time. It's Tuesday morning. We're brought to you by Jet Home Loans, and we are in this free agency frenzy that has not seemed to chill out and no one better to talk about than NFL.com columnist Judy Batista. Joining us now, Judy, we are just trying to keep up down here. This seems to be one of the craziest free agencies we have ever seen, to be frank. I think it's the the craziest um, we've ever seen. I don't remember ever seeing anything like this, especially the the quarterback movement, which is um, wild and unprecedented in the NFL. Uh, Judy, let me ask you, um, this was a topic, we were just talking about this, uh, the quarterbacks are the tip of the iceberg on it, but so many big names changing hands. Um, is this a trend? Do you see this being the way the league is going forward? Because, Judy, unfortunately, you and I have known each other a long, long time, so we're the old <laughs> people in the room, along with Brian. No. I don't remember are, this. But young at heart. Young at heart. <laughs> is this how it's going to be, or it, are teams going to have to see if it works? How do you see this shaping up going forward? I do think um, this is likely to be the way things are for a while. There's, you know, if general managers have gotten younger and I think this wave of general managers is more aggressive in team building. I mean, you're right. Like only how many years ago there were never trades in the NFL. We would sort of bemoan like, oh, we wish it were more like Major League Baseball's trade deadline, right? Where superstar players are moving all the time. That never happened. And you certainly never saw player for player trades. And part of the reason was they would say, well, you know, the salary cap makes it too complicated. Well, now we realize eh, not really. They just didn't want to do trades. Um, this wave of general managers seems more comfortable with with doing it. And so I, I think um, we are likely to, to see this kind of movement. Um, listen, you know, we, we just saw what the Rams did. Um, and that's not for everybody. That's not everybody's cup of tea, the way they built their team. But it worked. Um, and, and I think you're, you know, I think you're going to see a comfort level, particularly with moving star level players. You know, Judy, I'm not sure what my question is here, but <laughs> when, when you, you look at the Colts, right? Um, the Colts for years had Peyton Manning and then Andrew Luck, and they had no quarterback instability at all. And now what are they going into? Six straight years this will be with them with a different starting quarterback. Uh, part of that, I think, is, is speaks to what you were saying, and that is, is that, you know, you've got guys who are willing to take chances. And the other part of it is, is that when there's not someone out there, guys can move freely. It's just so interesting. Marcus Mariota is getting another chance, and Russell Wilson moves to Denver. And so, where does Baker Mayfield land? Where, do, where does this whole quarterback carousel stop this year? I think also, just to add to what you were saying, a contributing factor this year is the draft class is not. You know, there's just not this wealth of quarterbacks that are 
really well regarded in this draft class. Maybe that will turn out to be wrong, but at least the analysis going into the draft is, you know, there's no Trevor Lawrence. So if you are a team in need of that guy, you know, the, the draft is sort of pushed to the side. And if, if you feel like we're just a quarterback away, um, then you're going to go get one in free agency. To answer your question about Baker Mayfield, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know where he lands. Um, certainly, the, you know, the seats are filling up and the music is, is getting close to stopping. Um, he apparently wanted, was hoping for the Indianapolis Colts. I never thought that was going to be a great fit. They apparently were not, um, you know, really in on him either. So, uh, you know, there are teams that still need a quarterback. Seattle, um, you know, I can't imagine they're going to be just settling with Drew Locke. So is Seattle a possibility? Um Maybe what are the Carolina Panthers going to do uh, since they missed out on Deshaun Watson? But, you know, the, the slots are closing up. I mean, Atlanta, you know, trades Matt Ryan and then signs Marcus Mariota, who is clearly their bridge quarterback. Maybe, maybe he resurrects his career, which would be tremendous. But, uh, you know, clearly he is the bridge to either his own career resurrection or to somebody else. Um, you know, New Orleans brought back Jameis Winston, which I think was the no-brainer move. Um, but, you know, the spots are not just Baker Mayfield. What happens to Jimmy Garoppolo now, who I think we all assumed would be moved by this time, and his shoulder surgery has really messed up his, his movement. Just craziness. I'm attempting to keep up down here. And we hear a lot about uh, second chances in free agency. And Evan Ingram is someone that pops up. I know you're in the New York market, so you probably paid a little bit of attention to him. Do you see this panning out here in Jacksonville for a Christian Kirk, for an Evan Ingram to really make it here in Jacksonville? Uh, let me address Evan Ingram. I feel like uh, maybe no player needed um, a fresh start more than Evan Ingram. It's just, you know, he had so much promise at the Giants and he showed flashes um, of his ability. It just never all came together consistently game after game and I think you know fans got tired of of him and of waiting and so it, it just wasn't going to work I do think he has tremendous skill um, I mean he you know runs routes like a wide receiver and he has hands like a wide receiver and he's big so I, I think he is potentially if it all comes together you know he's like going to be the, the safety blanket for for Trevor Lawrence, right? Like, you know, easy passes. Um, he can catch and then run with the ball. He's really good with the ball in his hands. So I, I think potentially that is going to be a great combination with Trevor and will really help, you know, will give Trevor's like easy completions, which is what you need to do to help develop a young quarterback. Um, I, you know, the Christian Kirk thing is going to be fascinating because obviously he's being paid like a top 10 receiver, which he, he is not at this moment. Um, but you know, they're, they're betting on the upside and they've got the money to spend. I'm not quite as outraged by their money. I don't want to pay a play like salary cap, amateur salary cap guru. They have the money. This is what you have to do, um, when you have to fill roster holes. So I am curious to see about Christian Kirk. He's a good receiver. I'm curious to see if he can go uh, up the level to, to match what his paycheck is going to be. But again, I, I give the Jaguars credit because this offseason had to be all about putting the pieces around Trevor Lawrence, supporting Trevor so that he can develop. And, and I do think they have, have done that, including, you know, helping their offensive line, which is a big part of it. Um, I, I, so I, I think they have done that, and I think um, the offense should function better. The, the roster is better than it was, you know, 10 days ago. 
Judy, your NFC East roots run pretty deep, uh, so I'm sure you have uh, people who have coached against Doug Peterson, and you know Doug Peterson to a degree. Tell me what he brings, uh, his reputation in the Northeast. Calm, right? He will bring, like, <laughs> like I, I, he's really well-liked, and, um, I, you know, players coach is not the right description, but, like, He's a, he's a well-liked person, and I think that's probably going to be a nice change. Um, uh, I think he will lower the temperature. He's collaborative um, and is a good offensive mind. And, you know, in terms of football, like, he, he had an awful lot of success in Philadelphia. For instance, we were just talking about Evan Ingram. He's always had a lot of success with tight ends, um, and that will help Trevor Lawrence. He's something of a, you know, a quarterback whisperer as a quarterback, former quarterback himself. So I think that will help Trevor an awful lot to have somebody who knows what he's going through in a game, um, you know, right there on the sideline. I, I think that will help Trevor a lot. But mostly I think he will uh, bring uh, a calm and quiet and, um, you know, and goodwill. And that's probably going to go a long way. There is nothing wrong with some calmness here in Jacksonville. Yeah. I think we all can agree with that. Can we just confirm? Um, yes, he is much better liked already. <laughs> yes. Much there better you go. <laughs> he is making strides in the building. That's for sure. Judy, thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. My pleasure. I hope to see you guys soon. Yes, let's hope so. Coming up on Jaguars Drive Time, we have some more segments. Ashland Ask coming up here on the Jaguars Digital Network. You and your guests are invited to enjoy Daly's Place Like the Stars. This Thursday, March 24th, on stage with a live band, catering, drinks, valet parking, discover your 2022 VIP Daly's Place options. Email ticketing at boldevents.com for more information. We are back, Jaguars drive time. We are a week out of free agency. The Jaguars potentially still making some moves, so a very busy time here in the offseason in Jacksonville. It is time for some Ashland Ask. Three pressing questions we have in mind for today for these two lovely gentlemen. Are you ready? Yes. Yes, yes we are ready. You threw me off with lovely. Oh, I like to throw a compliment in here now and then, you know, just Even to keep you on your toes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number one. Who will be the most impactful free agent signing out of the bunch? The Jaguars adding seven free agents as of now. Who will we be talking most about? Who will be the most impactful? John Osher. All right, I'm going to go with uh, the B-man. Oh, God. Brandon Scherf. And I'm sure he's been called the B-man quite a bit. I don't think he um, But it, I... I know there are going to be stat guys. I know people are going to be watching Kirk. They're going to be watching Evan Ingram. But uh, Brian's alluded to this a couple of times. He becomes the most or the second most uh, decorated offensive lineman this team's ever had. Yep. Uh, I don't know that he gives this team five years of Pro Bowls because of his age. But he is certainly uh, – I think he will have an impact. He will allow the offensive line – to go from okay in the last couple of years to, to being a, a dominant unit. He gives them a chance to do that. So I think he's going to be the most impactful. You sure hope he is. He's yeah. supposed to be. Yeah. Well, so I went with uh, Brandon Sheriff, right? There, that's what the star is for. Oh. It like Sheriff. I like I, that. I went with the B-Man. The, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Sheriff because he's big. Um, he might not like B-Man. Uh, 
but he will be the most impactful because he will give them the ability. I, I've talked about Jawan Taylor at right tackle. I don't, I don't see him as a tackle. I see him more as an interior offensive lineman. But the two of them combined, this team will be right-handed. They will. He is a mauler in the run game. For anything that, that Jawan lacks in pass protection with his feet, the guy can absolutely create a, a lane, and that's what Sheriff, Sheriff does. Uh, so the two of them leading the way, you put a tight end over there and block um, Luke Farrell, right, blocking tight end. Mm-hmm. I mean, you should be able to get third and two, I mean, 70% of the time. So I, do, I think he's going to create the running game, which will help take the pressure off of the passing game. Um, and I just, I, he's a great player. Um, the most decorated player they have signed in free agency ever. Uh, and the second most decorated offensive lineman that they will have ever had. So it's hard to see anyone having the impact that he will. I like it. All right, now that we have noted the positive, what's missing? Who do the Jaguars still need to get in free agency, possibly the draft? Can they fix this right now in this week's free agency? What is still missing, John? Well, I'm going to go vague. I'm going to go positions, but I'd like them to address linebacker. I like the idea. And uh, his name's escaping me. Rashawn Evans. I like the idea of him. Uh, And I like the idea of interior offensive line there are reports that brandon linder is mulling retirement uh if that's the case i like shatley there uh at center but they you need depth on the offensive line you need seven or eight guys who can play they have had that in recent years so interior offensive line i don't know if it's the draft i don't know something happens with linder if you go that way free agency just to make sure you are short up there but I like those two positions as possible second-wave free agents. I think those are the two. Um, I wrote none because most of the names that are left in the free agent list are over 30 years old. Well, they all signed with the Jags. Yeah, well, right. Who Those who didn't. I, I don't want any I don't want any 32-year-old linebackers. I, I don't that want are any, expensive. I don't yeah. want a 34-year-old safety. I, none of that stuff. Um, because I'm trying to build for next year and beyond, and I want to be able to pay my own guys. But John's right. Um, I, Rashawn Evans would make sense because he's a young, he's a 26-year-old linebacker. Um, and the Jaguars got Brandon <laughs> Linder and A.J. Can in the third round. And Can was a four-year, five-year starter for them. And, and Linder obviously has not been healthy in recent years, but he's been a, a mainstay of the offensive line for mm-hmm. almost a decade. So I'd like to see them address that in the draft. Okay. Go and, and I find think that's me, where they will. Yeah. Go it find me a couple of guys that uh, that I can and, and a center in particular. Yeah. You should be able to find that. But remember, Brandon Linder was drafted as a guard from Miami, and he transitioned to center and was a very good one. Yes, had a great. Career. And they have two third round picks. That seems to me the sweet the spot, right spot for that to position. Yeah. Okay. Well, you mentioned the third round. Now that we have some new guys here in Jacksonville, seven free agents as of now, now we have a better idea of, okay, maybe what are they thinking in the draft? Who, and not, you don't have to be specific, you could do position group if you so please, who are the Jaguars taking at 33, their first pick in the second round? John? Well, I'm not getting off this train. You I, have stayed on I it. think they're going wide receiver with, need to show my... My, uh, oh, yes, you're very nice drawing. He's trying. Wide receiver. <laughs> um, it, it just feels to me like they have wide receivers right now who they feel good about. They have small guys who can run. Uh, the way you get big-time elite guy at that position, as, as we saw last week, big-time elite guy who's a true one, doesn't come available in free agency. Yeah. 
you've got to draft it. Right. This year, the sweet spot in the draft for wide receivers is probably going to be anywhere between number 20 overall and number 40 overall. The Jaguars sit at number 33, trade up somewhere. I, I still I, I would be shocked if they don't go wide receiver at number 33. Well, I don't want to pigeon myself into pigeonhole myself into taking the best wide receiver. I want the best player. And I'm not sure the Jaguars are going to stay at 33. You mentioned the two third-round picks. They have the ability to move up. And there's a guy who I keep hearing is going to slide. Um, you know, There's going to be a rush up the board for receivers and a rush up the board for offensive linemen because there are six or seven quality offensive tackles. So a guy like N'Kobe Dean, the linebacker from Georgia, who everybody had in the top 10 when, when Georgia won the national championship, yep. and rightfully so. He's a tremendous player. But he's a shade under six feet tall, and so he's a guy, and he plays a position that's not a premium position mm -hmm. that could be somewhere within striking distance. If there is a legit, if there's an A.J. Brown kind of wide receiver, right, the Titans' great receiver who's a second-round pick, well, then I want him. But if it's not, I don't want to be stuck with just taking the best receiver. I want this guy. And if he's anywhere within striking distance, give me him. Okay. I like Plus, it. you may as well look at other positions because in these conversations in Labor 28th, I'm talking wide receivers. So you may as well figure out something else to talk about. And I know. I mean, you're, you're not getting off of that one. So, but that's okay. I, I legitimately, I could see him sitting at 26. Yeah. Right. And and a lot of people talking about going up the board to get him because mm -hmm. he's too good of a value to slide much further. On a serious note, Brian's right. At that spot, if wide receivers are gone, you don't force it. Yeah. You need to get. I mean, that's a premium pick. I think the Jaguars may have gotten a long-term starter in Tyson Campbell there last oh, yeah. year. Mm -hmm. You need to take advantage of that because it's basically a second, late first-round pick. Well, you saw what you just said, right? I mean, um, Devontae Adams was franchised and then traded. Uh, Chris Godwin with the ACL, franchised. Uh, Mike Williams got a new deal. Teams locked up great receivers. So the panic, the the, the passion, the mania for oh, receivers yeah. is going to force teams up into the bottom of the first round to get a Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Yeah. You know, those kind of guys. The kid from North Dakota State, Watson, is climbing as well. There's There could be a great value there if the Jaguars are willing to be patient. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that is Ashlyn Ass. When we come back, some closing thoughts here on the Jaguars Digital Network. There is no better time to become a Daily's Place Blue member than now. Get access to the best seats and amenities, premium parking, and more for all shows during the 2022 season. This year is shaping out to be one of the best yet with Dave Matthews Band, Keith Urban, Tim McGraw, and more. So don't miss out. For more information, email ticketing at boldevents.com. Coming up on Jaguars.com this week, we have the Huddle Up podcast with Bucky Brooks, John Osier, and J.P. Shadrick. Tomorrow, happy hour this Thursday, and lots coming. Maybe more free agents signed this week. We will stay tuned. Stay tuned with us on Jaguars.com, and we'll see you right back here next Tuesday on Jaguars Drive Time.